Hello, welcome back to Multiverse Media. Um, today's episode, we're going to cover a couple topics. Uh, we just saw the new Black Panther movie yesterday. Thursday, so that Thursday. was two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Saw it on opening night. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we really enjoyed it. It was a it was a really good movie. Uh, we won't go into spoiler territories. At the beginning of the podcast, we're going to talk about a couple other things, and then towards the end, we'll uh, we'll talk about some spoiler details for the movie. But yeah, what are your thoughts overall on, on the second Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever? Oh, it was really good. The story was really good. The visuals were really good. Yeah. They really they executed honoring Chadwick yeah. very well. Yeah, that was good. <clears throat> I like how they handled it. It didn't feel like a cheap grab at, like, emotion. No, and it's probably one of the best, if not the best, MCU movie we've gotten since Endgame. Yeah. Or just MCU thing in general. Yeah, it's really, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think either of us really have an official ranking, but it's high. Mm -hmm. It was a good movie. And it was it held on its own too. Like it didn't just have to rely on the fact that like Chadwick passed away. Like it's a good story. There's good character arcs. The villain like Namor's sweet, right? Like yeah, everybody's and, good. And if you are just a normal like person that doesn't keep up with all the movies, like say you hadn't seen the first one, mm-hmm. yeah, you could watch that one and be pretty much fine. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Like it, it can stand on its own. Yeah, it can. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Um, But yeah, we'll talk more about Black Panther in a bit here. Um, We're going to do something a little different here. Uh, It's a pretty popular trend on TikTok, but we're going to talk about what we think our perfect movies are. Did you want to start? Oh, yeah, sure. Let me just find my list here. (laughs) Pulls out a spreadsheet document. (laughs) No, whoops. 30 Wrong. movies, big. Where the heck did they go? Oh, there it is. <clears throat> so, is you there wanna... give a limit on yours? Like, if you're doing top five? Or I didn't put more than five? I didn't really do a limit on mine. Okay. That's fair. I have 13. Dang. Okay. That list are gonna be very different. <laughs> I mean, there's probably very similar movies on our lists, but yeah, um, they're in no particular particular order really. Like, there's, they're all great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first one on the list is Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. Oh yeah, I know it's not a perfect movie, but, but it is in my mind, movie. it is perfection. I could watch that movie a million times and mm. not get sick of it. Yeah. And I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're like 999,000 It's probably my most watched movie ever. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun... Oh, side note. That would be a fun uh, fun one to do next time on an ep- another episode is uh, what we think our most watched movies are. Oh yeah. There's some I watched as a kid that I'm not proud that I watched them like 30 billion times, but Oh, I okay. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
You want me to just run through my list and then you sure. run through yours? Yeah, that works. Okay, number two, five feet apart. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It makes me cry every time. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Three, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Andrew Garfield's amazing. One of my favorite actors. He nailed that role. He's great because he doesn't, like, ever play himself. Yeah, I mean, he's close like, to the Spider-Man does. movies. But... Yeah, but, like, he's not, like, The Rock. Yeah. Or he's, Kevin he's Hart. just typecast as one thing. No, he, he, he's got range, and he can pull anything, pretty much. Yeah. Like, even that, that new show, Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, yeah. It's it's really good. But, um, Four is Up. Ooh, Up is really good. That's probably my favorite Disney Pixar movie of mm-hmm. all time. Even though I did try and rewatch it, like, a year ago. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, I kind of had a hard time. It's, well, they're hard to... To just rewatch on their own, right? Like, yeah, I also probably wasn't like in the right mood. I was probably just like, "Oh, up is a good movie." Yeah, yeah, you have to be in a certain mood for <clears throat> stuff like that. Uh, five is about time. Yeah, incredible. I, I, it's not really a rom com, but it's just like a coming of age movie. Yeah, that has a little bit of humor. In it. Yeah, yeah, it's British humor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, six is the intern with um, Anne Hathaway and oh yeah, oh yeah. what's his name? Dan- uh, Robert De Niro. Yes, Robert De Niro. I haven't seen a lot of Robert De Niro movies, but personally, I think that's one of his best mm. that I've seen. It's like his most emotional. Yeah, he like it didn't like when it came out. It didn't look like it was going to be anything special. Yeah. Really? And then you watch it and you cry? Yeah. Um, Seven, Arrival. Mm. An incredible movie. Eight is The Upside. Oh, yep. Nine, Age of Adeline. Yep. Ten is BVS. Mm-hmm. The ultimate cut. Yeah, the ultimate cut. Eleven, No Way Home. Oh, yeah. 12, The Batman. Mm-hmm. And 13, Prisoners. Nice. And I would honestly probably put Searching on the list, too. Mm. Yes, yeah. that was through and through an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. That was a really good movie. But at the time of making this list, we hadn't seen it yet, so. Right. <clears throat> that's right. But yeah, that's my list. Mm-hmm. Not in any particular order, but they're all great, in my opinion. Yeah, they are good movies. Huh, I was just updating mine a little bit here as you were going through yours. Mine aren't in any order either. Um, I have my favorites, but like I can't, I can't number them because it would be too hard. Yeah, it'd be too difficult. Um, so. Let's see here. So, yeah, I'll just start reading them off again. They're in no order. So, one for me is Fantastic Mr. Fox. I, I just love that movie. Like, yeah. everything about it works for me. I need to rewatch it because when I was a kid, like, when it came out, I wasn't really, like, I was kind of a kid. 
Yeah. I hated it. It was just garbage in my mind. It's like trying to watch Wallace and Gromit as a kid. It's like, dude, I want I loved Wallace and Gromit. Did you? Oh, I was terrified of it. <laughs> I, I was terrified too, but then like when I watched it again mm-hmm. and knew what was gonna happen, I was like, this movie's actually really good. Yeah. I always respected that they just wanted to get to the moon because of how it was made of cheese. You know? I didn't watch that one. Oh, that was like the show or like I watched the like one about the, the like the rabbit. Oh, the werehog or were were rabbit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic, fantastic, Mister Fox. It's just like quirky. Like everything about it is weird. But then you go, you look at like how it was made and stuff. And it's like made with a lot of care. And, yeah. Like they like fully committed to everything. George Clooney voices the main character. Like not someone you'd expect to be down for something weird like that. It's but the humor in that movie for me is just so solid. Like Well, did you see that behind the scenes thing I sent you the where other? Where they're riding the mic the bike and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. they're actually like basically reenacting what happens in the movie. Yep. Well it's it's to get the, the voice work up for it. Yeah. Well it's a Wes Anderson movie and Wes Anderson is like he did Isle of Dogs and stuff, right? Yeah, he well, he's done Isle of Dogs, Royal Tenenbaums, Moonrise Kingdom, The French Dispatch, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, let's see here, what else? Sane, he was a producer on it, looks like. It's a good movie. Uh, there's another one that he did that was decently popular. Life Aquatic with Steve Zizel. Uh, I, I want to say being John Milkovich, but... That might be someone else. Uh, the Darjeeling Limited. Like, he's just good at making funky movies that hmm. are weird. His, like, timing with comedy and, like, the way he styles shots is, like, it's all... He basically, like, gets his message across just by visual, like, yeah. by framing and stuff like that. And his movies are stacked with actors. Like, hmm. the casts in his movies are nuts. But, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's just weird, and I love it. I just really enjoy it. And I'm not usually one for that style of animation. Yeah. But that movie I really like. Um, My second one is About Time. I think it's probably up there as my favorite movie ever. Oh, it's really good. (laughs) Like, that that movie makes me cry every time. It's... Mm -hmm. it's, I know exactly where you cry. Yeah. I cry (laughs) in the same spot. Yeah. It's just so... Like, thinking about it now makes me, like, get teary-eyed. Like, Mm -hmm. it's such a good message on like taking the time to just live your life yeah and not worry about like what you should have done or what you could do like the whole plot point is that the main character has this ability to travel back in time whenever he pleases yeah and it's just like it's awesome but like but there's consequences and benefits yeah there's it's it's not like most movies where they just try to make it all negative right like, there's definite benefits to it, and you mm-hmm. see those play out. But, but there's also serious consequences that affect yeah, a lot. A of lot. Stuff. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, the way they handle it and write it, it's not like, it's almost a little bit like a superhero arc. Like, he has to come to terms with powers, thinks they're cool, and then has to realize how to use them. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, the end of the movie, it just... Yeah, he at the end of the, end of the movie's great yeah i don't think anybody expects that movie to go that way and it does Mm -hmm. and yeah that movie just it honestly teaches you a good lesson too at the end of the movie well the entire thing like life it's yeah to me that is the best movie i've seen that just gets life like Mm -hmm. what it means to 
go through life and go through problems and stuff like that. And it just, yeah, makes me cry every dang time I watch it. Even though he can go through problems different than anybody in real life could. But he still... It makes you realize. Yeah, it makes you think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that movie's amazing. And then my third one here is Arrival. I just... Oh, yeah. The movie's just really good. Oh, it's great. Um, I really am starting to love uh, Denis Villeneuve, or however you say his last name. As a director, he's... Oh, the guy that did Arrival? Yeah. He's done Dune and Prisoners and Sicario, uh, Blade Runner 2049 or whatever that one's called. Yeah, we should watch Sicario. Yeah. But yeah, he's slowly becoming one of my favorite directors. It's kind of interesting that like he's got some movies that are like make sense that he's directed both of these movies like Dune and Arrival and Blade Runner makes sense because they're mm-hmm. all kind of like weird, like, like trippy. Yeah, yeah, and then but then there's like Sicario, which is just straight up. Well, his other movie that he did from like '09, it's got a French name, but it's. Incendies or incineraries or something like that, hmm. but it's uh, it's dark. Like when you watch that, you realize you could see how Sicario got so dark. Mm. Yeah, Sicario is really dark, but it's like it's not like Dune or Arrival. It's like just a real world, like about a cartel, basically. Yeah, I believe I only got like twenty minutes into the movie. So then you watch, then you watch Prisoners, and then you go. Oh, he he seems to understand that sci-fi where it's like the driving point of the movie isn't that it's sci-fi it's that it's like set in like dystopian future or like you know a trippy place yeah but like it's got heart like dunes that way arrivals that way blade runner from what i've heard is that way especially the sequel right he didn't direct the first one but well arrival also like like about time arrival mm-hmm. makes you think about certain things in life and how like you just take them for granted yeah about a very specific part and you don't really know what you're watching when you watch it like you're not sure if this is like a horror movie or if it's like yeah oh oddly wholesome or creepy like you're not sure what it is until the end of the movie and then you're like oh okay if you even can understand it at the end yeah, because it's it, if if you're not like, it's not too bad. Like Annihilation's harder to understand. Oh sure. yeah, but Arrival also a good movie. Yeah, Arrival you have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that one's on there, and then fourth I have Place Beyond the Pines or The Place Beyond the Pines. Oh yeah. Um, it's a uh, Ryan Gosling movie. Which we had watched yeah. this year. Yeah, I've always heard good things about it, and I didn't get to watch it until this year, and I really, really like it. It's also a good... It's it's a good, like, family... Not family movie, like, you want to watch it with your family, but, like, it's about a legacy of a family. Yeah. It's... And how, like, stuff affects, like, the next generation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's really good. Um, and then... Fifth, out of nowhere, Battleship is on my list. <laughs> I mean, me, that is a perfect, like, I'm going to have a good time watching something. Oh, yeah. that Battle, I 
I, it should have been on my list too. Battleship is honestly what I expect out of like every Michael Bay movie, and I never get it. And but Michael know, Bay didn't direct it. I know, <laughs> but it's like such a Michael Bay kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But you watch it, and you're just like, "How is this so badass?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's Battleship. It's literally the game Battleship, <laughs> but movie form. Like, it's got Rihanna in it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's for me. That's like the perfect like. People are over. We want to watch something fun that, that you, you don't have to kind think of about. make fun of, yeah. but also really enjoy at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and then next up, we have Do- I have Dune. Um, for oh, me, yeah. Dune's filled that void of like Lord of the Rings style movies, where it's like an epic, like a visual epic. Yeah. Um, like akin to Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, like Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. Like that definitely feels like it could be a gigantic franchise oh yeah i'm really excited for the second one um also directed by denis villeneuve um and then after dune i have surfs up i mean that's a banger man it's so good just recently bought that movie (laughs) yeah surfs up is just so good it's a movie about penguins that surf And it shouldn't be heartfelt, but it is. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, you gotta watch. Yeah, it. you gotta watch Surf's Up. Is it on? Is it a Disney think, property now? Uh, or is it DreamWorks? It. I think it's DreamWorks, but I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's Disney. I'm not sure, but it's really good. Um, oddly emotional for a movie about surfing penguins. Yeah, it, it's treated like a sports movie, which it is. It just happens to be with talking penguins. Yeah, um, it's... <laughs> yeah. Surf's up is great. Uh, after that, I have Top Gun Maverick because that movie, yeah, it... is like the perfect sequel. Like, yeah, it was incredible. It was awesome. Um, See, I just there's so many movies that I wanted to add to this, but I didn't want to make <laughs> my list so long. Yeah. I mean, my list started off with two, and then I was like, oh, I guess this would fall in here, but I've capped it. Like, this is definitely, unless I can think of a couple more that I just completely forgot about. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to throw any in here that don't need to be in here. I also tried not to, like, add, like, movies that are just well-known as perfect movies. Yeah. Like, Interstellar. You see, they're still on my list, because it's like, yeah. Like, I consider them perfect, but they're also just a perfect movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. After Top Gun, I have We Bought a Zoo. Um, really? Yeah. I would have never guessed that in a million yeah. years. It's like one of my dad's favorite movies, and I always oh, dog on him for it. It's one of mine too. But it is really, really good. It. I always forget that I like that movie so much until I watch it, and I'm like crying halfway through the movie, and I'm like, "Dang it, <laughs> not again!" <laughs> it's also called Scarlett Johansson, man. Well, yeah, and Matt Damon. And they kiss. Yeah, it's a perfect movie. <laughs> but no, it's just like that movie deals with like a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. And it's really well acted. And it's wholesome. You know it's who just, really... It's su- just adorable. You know who it's acting actually kind of surprised me in that movie? Hmm. The son. Yeah, that's a, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. And then, he's really good. Yeah, and then he grew up and did Daybreak. That's where he's from. Yeah, he's in Daybreak. Oh, okay. Which I haven't heard a whole lot of good things about, and it, I believe it looks it's canceled now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks interesting, but it's 
it just seems like one of those Disney shows, or sorry, Netflix shows that just kind of like fizzled out. We need some money. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Teens. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it was, basically. Riverdale, but it's an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But funnier. <laughs> um, and then after we bought a zoo, I have Joker. Oh, yeah. Um, that movie's just perfect for me. I could watch it like nine times and find something new I didn't see the first time. See, that one makes me uncomfortable. That's why I love it. Joker's like one of the only movies I've watched in a theater, and I'm like, I'm nervous for what's going to happen next. And I've never felt that way in a theater before. But like, like, he, he has that Homelander effect, too. Yeah. Like, he walks on screen, and you're like, I have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, that's why I love that movie. It's so anxiety-inducing. Like, you're just like, you kind of feel bad for him, but then you're like, no, I shouldn't. And then he walks on screen, and you're like, yeah, no, I can't feel bad for him, because I don't know if he's going to murk someone or, like, not... Like he's yeah, he's unsettling in that movie. Also super uncomfortable to see Walking Phoenix. That, that skinny. That skinny. Yeah. Everything about that movie makes me like squeamish and I love it. Like I love the movie too, but it's not a perfect movie for me because I couldn't just sit down and watch it. Because oh. it like it just just thinking about it right now is making me like Oh, see for me that doesn't qualify perfect movies. Like perfect movie for me is if I watch it, it's perfect. Not that I have to watch it all the time or at any oh, time. Oh, yeah. No. Like, for me, if I'm watching it in the conditions I know I should watch it in and it's perfect, that's where, like, it falls in. Yeah, not, not all my movies I can watch at literally any yeah. point in time. Like, I can't just sit down on, like, the bright sky prisoners. day and watch Prisoners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Joker, I love that movie. Um, and then after Joker, I have the Batman. Oh, yeah. That one I honestly might be able to just sit down at any moment and watch. Like, it's just good. Mm-hmm. It's a little slow for me. So it like, is a bit slow, but in that aspect, I would still have to be in a certain mood. Mm-hmm. You have to make time for that one. That's the only hindrance of it. Like for me, is like it's three hours. So because like comparing it to like I mean you can't compare it to this, but I am going to mm-hmm. comparing it to Amazing Spider Man. Like, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man for me is very perfect, like just so perfect. Yeah, and I can literally sit down at any point, anywhere, and watch well, Amazing yeah, Spider-Man. It's like hour forty-five, right? Yeah, and it has slow moments, but it keeps you intrigued enough. And they're different movies. Like, right? So does the Batman, but I don't know. Batman's a detective movie, and detective movies always work at a slow pace because you're yeah. figuring out the mystery with the character. Yeah. And Amazing Spider-Man is very much not a detective movie. It's a superhero movie with edge to it and bite. But they're not trying to figure out a mystery as much as just a normal plot. Mm. So they're, they're hard to hard to compare. That's why that I said way. you can't compare them. Yeah. But I did anyways. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I like the Batman a lot. It's refreshing for the franchise. Mm. And it makes me excited. I can't um, wait for the second one. Yeah, and the spin-offs and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then after the Batman, I have Searching. Uh, we just watched it recently. Mm-hmm. It is really, really good. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's another mystery movie. Um, not as dark as a lot of them. Like, I think it's only PG-13. But it keeps you on edge just as well as, like, yeah, any of, any of those good, like, thriller movies, like. And it is like a found footage. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah. Also, as two very well-versed movie watchers, mm-hmm. we can normally pick up what's about to happen in the movie and kind of, to an extent, guess. Yeah, you figure out the mystery before but the mystery. that movie, me and you were both like, <laughs> like the twists happen and we're like, what? Mm-hmm. We didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. And I was so mad afterwards because I had noticed something in the movie that I'm like, I should remember that for later because I bet you, like, that is going to be, like, heavily, like, that's going to be a twist or something. Yeah. And then I forgot about it. <laughs> and then we watched, we finished the movie and I was like, I knew it. I, I knew I should have remembered that, but I can't take credit for it because I didn't remember it. There's also, like, it, like the movie, basically, throughout the whole movie, it's, sh- like, Without spoiling it, it shows you the twists, but you're like, yeah, you you're not really expecting to look for them, or you, it just is something so ordinary that you wouldn't expect it to be yeah. part of a twist. Well, that's what I think makes a good mystery movie is when they hand you the evidence and you still don't know. Yeah, because it doesn't rely on like a cheap. Oh, we didn't show it. We showed it off camera, or it yeah, it off camera, right? Like they, if you were to look at that properly you'd be able to figure out the mystery of the movie before the movie's done oh some movies just aren't structured that way like it's Mm -hmm. uh that's why i like the batman too honestly like a mystery movie like that afterwards you should be like well they're kind of dumb because like a good mystery movie plot is written like the characters are a bit naive right yeah and they don't know like, you don't think to look for it. And then afterwards, you're like, well, yeah, of course. Like, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Searching is right up there with, like, not like I don't know, like, yeah, like the Batman or oh, yeah, like any the, of your detective movies. Like, like so, I'm assuming Zodiac and, like, that kind of stuff, right? Like, the Batman, like, literally halfway through the movie, you can see. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You basically have it solved, but you don't know you have it but solved. You, and it, but it's it just it gives it to you, but you actually have to in the Batman you actually have to seriously be looking for it. Oh yeah. In searching, like, I feel like it do. it literally just puts it in your face, but you just but, basically pass by it because you're like, Okay, see, that's the funny normal. part is the Batman does that as well. Like the Batman the yeah, there's a scene where he gets something, he acquires something, right? And he's looking through it, and you're like, oh, they like use it as evidence for something, and they use it as this version of evidence. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, that was totally this version of evidence, and they just didn't do it. And it's like, yeah, like honestly, like. I like how we're skating around this, but I. 20 minutes into the movie. I can't. I don't understand what you're saying. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I don't. The, uh, well, it's it's basically, it goes hand in hand with what you're saying. It's the same thing, except you figure it out way earlier if you're paying attention. Like, there's a scene in the Batman where if you're looking, the twist is right in front of you. And someone spotted it out on, like, Twitter or something. It was cool to see. And now we know about it, so when we watch the Batman, we look for it. Like what I looked for when we watched yeah. it the second time? Yeah. We had to rewind because I missed it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But there's also that exact same mystery 
like that exact same thing that we figured out is given to you 20 minutes earlier in like the beginning of the movie Mm-mm. no I'll tell you off, I'll tell you off air but it's uh it's given to you right away I and you, don't know and you never saying. look at it like, you're just like yeah okay yeah that's that on to the next clue and it's like hmm. nope that is it right there like but uh yeah Batman and searching both really good um I'm just gonna pause the recording here we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back Alrighty, we're back. So we're just going over, uh, we went over Austin's list for his movies that he considers perfect. And now I'm just going over the bottom half of mine here. Um, I just mentioned Searching and The Batman. And then after those two, I have Prisoners. Uh, we've talked about Prisoners quite a bit on this podcast. But oh, yeah. It's a really good thriller detective movie. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely a good one to watch closer um, to Halloween. <laughs> or on like a really rainy yeah rainy day even a snowy day like yeah just just a glum day (laughs) yeah when you're having a day where you don't really want to do anything and you're feeling a little edgy watch prisoners because it's a good time yeah uh after prisoners i have annihilation um that movie i really really enjoy i like i'm beginning to like horror movies more nowadays but i like horror movies that the horror isn't like it's not a paranormal like well this one's pretty like but like it's not like it it's it's, it's not super paranormal activity annihilation isn't paranormal i would say it's, it's cosmic, supernatural yeah it's cosmic horror like <clears throat> it's yeah but like we watch horror movies that not not like the ring or yeah. the conjuring yeah. like we watch like saw yeah. Well, we haven't, but Gra- ones that are somewhat grounded in reality, but or that are like intriguing and not just some dumb random. Yeah. Like, oh my Scary. gosh, this doll came to life <laughs> yeah. and kills people. Yeah, that's why I like Annihilation because it's like it's creepy, but you can watch most of that movie without really feeling like it's a horror movie. Like, you're kind of just like, what yeah. is this? It's more like it's more disturbing. Yeah, it's like disturbing, but kind of like beautiful at moments. Like, yeah, like this disturbing parts can also be viewed as beautiful at the yeah. same time. Yeah, and it's not really a movie where it's like its goal is to scare you. Its goal is to like creep you out mm-hmm. and confuse you, but you're supposed to be like taking in what you're seeing because like that's what the characters are doing. Yeah, there's like a big force field around a certain area in like the u.s or something and it's got it's like changing the infrastructure of like everything in it so like dna is swapping with like plants like bear hybrids like there's basically mutant versions of everything in that right yeah and this like team of women have to go in and infiltrate it because they need to get intel and like the one lady's husband was on a original team that went in there and she's trying to find him. But it's like the movie deals with so many heavy topics and then it puts it in the form of horror. Like And then they throw in Natalie Portman and they're just sold. Yeah. Yeah. You, you put Natalie Portman <laughs> in it, like, okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> but 
she's really good in it. It's trippy. It's weird. The visuals are nuts. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is amazing. And at the end of the day, it's like it makes you think, and it's really heartfelt. And it's like a self-reflective movie. Yeah, I need to watch it again because I was a little distracted by other <laughs> things that are happening yeah. in the movie. Yeah, that is a movie you definitely have to be looking for a movie like that, like to watch. Like, yeah, I just got caught up on a certain aspect of the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, but, I mean, then like we were watching it with a group of people, so we weren't like film study watching it. No, right? we were just like, this looks cool, so we'll watch it. Yeah, but. It's really good. It's and they had our two of them had already seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie, I really like that movie a lot. Um, and I like that it has a deeper meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next up is Batman v Superman, the ultimate uh, ultimate cut edition. It adds like another forty five minutes of footage or something like that. Um, basically, yeah. all the plot points in the, the theatrical release of the movie that. People had a problem with, or like, you're like, oh, that went nowhere, and like, where was that scene? All those scenes are in this, <laughs> and yeah. it really ties the story together nicely. It's not a perfect, like, it's a perfect movie to me. I know the script is a little, I know the writing is a little weak in some areas, but I, it's charming to me. <coughs> Excuse me. Like Zack Snyder movies, the script's never perfect. The writing's never 100% secure, like a Nolan movie. No, but it's trying, and like, it has a charm to it, where it's like, well, Nolan produced them those two. Yeah, he he's he gave a helping hand in it, but it's it doesn't have to have everything perfect, like like a Nolan movie or even a Denis Villeneuve movie, like mm-hmm. it's just Zack Snyder's love for what he's doing gives it enough charm that you can look past some of the weak points. I would also say he's more visually focused than like as a director he's more focused on the visuals and well he definitely tells his story through visuals in a different way like nolan does too same with denis but zach does it like nolan will use visuals to enhance an already really good story yeah and zach snyder will use visuals to help further the story but the story on its own without those visuals might not be that solid. Yeah. Like the like learning about the movie and how it was made and learning what the visuals mean and the cinematography, that all lends itself to explaining the story better. Yeah. It helps you appreciate it. But you need to do that digging to appreciate it. Otherwise, it just might come across as artsy-fartsy or not. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of depth. So his movies are interesting in that way. I can't really think of another director that – kind of forces you to do that yeah and for some people that's not what they're looking for in a movie which is totally fair but i like those kind of movies that's why i like joker you can watch it nine times and you've picked up on a different easter egg that makes you rethink <laughs> of, like makes you rethink the entire events of the movie yeah and snyder's got those easter eggs in there too um and yeah i don't know bbs is really good because it's a superhero movie but it's political mm-hmm. and it deals with a lot of like heavy topics and deals with the side of superheroes that marvel hardly ever deals with yeah which is like they're given these powers 
or they, they're given these abilities, they don't necessarily want the drama that comes with them, but they have to have it. And it like deals with the public eye and like how public perceives superheroes and if what they're doing is actually good, even though it looks good, are they are they really the good guy? Like Superman really this well, wholesome American hero or is he actually It also kind of lends a hand to like the boys. Yeah. I think though that movie ran so or walked, so like the stuff like the boys run. could run. Yeah. Like, because yeah, it's like superheroes. Yes, they save people, but they also destroy like Buildings. a ton of public property. <laughs> yeah, in doing so. Yeah, like Man of Steel, which is my next movie on my list here. It's How long re- is your list? It's Damn. really good. I to- I swear, it started off. I started this podcast with two movies, and it ended with <laughs> these ones. I just I had them here stored in the back of my head. But Man of Steel starts off with like, or not starts off, but. Involves him leveling basically a town and destroying a town, and then it evolves into like destroying almost entire cities not because of him, just him, but like the villain and his plan. And then Batman v Superman picks up right where that movie is ending and like shows you the other side of that perspective where it's like, Yeah, cool, Superman won. And Batman v Superman's like, Yeah, but like, look how many people just died because a skyscraper fell and like got knocked over and like yeah and Battle Steel deals with it a little bit too like a little but it's like, not the movie it's meant to deal with right? no 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 but Zach definitely added some of those attributes to Man of Steel yeah especially in the final fight yeah oh yeah he's still conscious of it right and that's something like I've, I've looked for in Marvel and Marvel always plays it off as like humor yeah like, if something dies it's like oh come on man like that was my bodega or like Come on, man, that was my car. Like, it's always just a cheap, oh, yeah, the superheroes blew up the city. Like, <laughs> until yeah. Civil War. Civil War kind of talks about it, too. Oh, Civil War definitely talks about it. That's like the whole, it's the whole reason, reason behind the, the Sokovia Accords. And I like that part of Civil War. Because um, Sokovia literally got leveled. They got leveled, yeah. That one, I don't have on here, actually, but I'd have to think about that one more. What? Civil War. It's like it's very close to perfect for me, but I don't. I haven't watched it enough to really See, justify it. Other than No Way Home, I have not a single MCU movie on. Yeah, No Way Home's on here for me. That's that's my next one. It's not perfect. No, but it's it not. It is perfect movie. to me. Like, that's my Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I like Amazing Spider-Man a lot, but I can't get past some of the, like the plot structure and like the writing and the way it was worked out yeah i think there's room for improvement in that movie <clears throat> well it's also cool because like we're a couple years apart but yeah like we both grew up and we saw toby become spider-man and we watched those movies mm-hmm. then we saw andrew become spider-man and we watched those movies yeah and then we saw tom become spider-man and we watched those movies yeah and then, so, like, then seeing them all get pulled together mm-hmm. in the same movie and work together and, like, swing together, and it's just, like, yep. like, it, you just feel like a kid again. Yeah. Yeah, I think of the Spider-Mans as I do, like, the status of the NBA. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tobey Maguire is Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and your parents love it. And, like, you know, the older 
fans love Tobey Maguire. They love Michael Jordan. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, okay, he's awesome. But, like, I wasn't around, so I don't really get the hype. Yeah. And then to me, Andrew Garfield is like your LeBron or your Steph Curry. You're like, this mm-hmm. is the guys I started watching when I grew up, once I was, like, a teen. Like, you know, once – I was like, okay, now I'm invested. And the then, ones that you care about, like the most. Yeah, because they came up when you came up, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tom Holland is like your Luka Doncic or like Devin Booker to me, and like or the Jokic, or, or yeah, or Jokic or Tatum. Like they're new, they're really good, but I can't relate to them the same way I can, like <laughs> you know, LeBron or Curry. And then yeah, like that's how the Spider Mans are for me. Like I really like Tom Holland, and I think he. If he has another couple of movies, I think he might solidify himself as like the best one eventually. Oh, especially if they actually go deeper with it. Like, don't just like if they continue from where they left off in No Way Home. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Oh yeah, because yeah, the first two Spider-Man movies are good, but you don't really understand. You're like waiting for the mature Peter, mm-hmm. and we're used to three movies, and that's it. Like. Yeah, and meanwhile, Marvel treated the first three Spider-Man movies like a first movie, like a prequel. Right, mm-hmm. the first three are Peter finally growing up and like not being a kid anymore, and now we're gonna get like a Tom Holland Spider-Man who's older, who's more mature, who has dealt with a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's been through the rainer, like. Because yeah, like the Spider-Man movies have always been like it's not, it's not they're not really about Spider. No. They're about Peter. Yeah. And they're about his relationships with the people he loves. Yes. And, like, like there's other, like, I don't know, other superhero movies are more just about the superhero being the superhero and being badass. Almost all and, of them. <laughs> like, even Iron Man. Like, yeah. It's, it's just about... His ego Man. and building yeah. suits and... Yeah. It becomes more, but... Not in their own movies, really. And like Thor, it's like yes, it's to an extent, it's about the people he loves, but it's also like he's beating people up with a hammer. Yeah, I mean, he's probably got the second best arc, I think. Like up until this new movie, Thor's arc was like untouchable. Like I don't know, he was Cap... so good. Like Cap, but like Cap's always been the goody two shoes. I don't care. Cap's like great. Cap goes. He went through his one hardship with Peggy. And it was like, we didn't really have to see Cap really struggle. And so it was like, Cap movie, Cap's going to win. I, I Cap don't know. Cap gets his buddy back. We saw him struggle. He gets his buddy back, and then he has to fight against his new friends for his yeah. best old friend. And then he goes against the Sokovia Accords and has to go into hiding. But that's only in one and movie. That's all in No, it War. takes... Between Civil War and Infinity War, so we don't actually see yeah, it. We see but... Civil War, and then we hear about the rest. But he doesn't like Thor's lost so much. Like he lost Loki. He thought he lost Loki twice. He lost his dad. He lost his mom. He lost his Warriors Five or whatever. All of his friends died. He gets a, a sister, but they doesn't know he has. But she's evil. <laughs> Like, he loses his hammer. Doesn't she die at the end? Yeah, she dies at the end, too. He loses, like, his Which only other sibling. And then you get through Thor's three-movie arc, three arc, like, finally, you know, it's looking up. And then Infinity War starts with Loki dying, for real this time. Yeah. And you're like... And, like, gruesomely, oh. too. It's oh, not yeah. just, it's, like, he 
get like shot. Get stabbed or shot. Like, you get strangled. Suffocated. And Thor can't do anything about it. And like Thor's last words were like he hates him. Because he thought Loki was betraying him. That's honestly got to be one of the darkest deaths in the MCU. Yeah. Because you see his face. Yeah, they don't face cut away. Like it turns blue. Turn blue. Eye, his eyes like almost pop out. Yeah. It's gross. But... Yeah, like right as it's looking up for Thor, he just gets beat again and beaten down. And then mm. Infinity War happens, he has like a mini arc in there, gets his sick new axe, goes to kill Thanos, doesn't even do that. Loses. Right? Loses. Doesn't kill Thanos like he thought he would. And then in Endgame happens, he kills Thanos, doesn't matter. It's like what's happens, happened. Mm-hmm. And then, nice. Then he uh, like, go, like gets depressed and like, yeah. Gains a bunch of weight and doesn't want to do anything in life anymore. And like, I don't know. That Thor arc just is really, really strong, especially because it changed hands. Like, Spidey went from the Russos, where they introduced him, but they didn't have to do a ton of work to introduce him, right? Like, to what's his face? Yeah, to John Watts. Yeah. And, and then John Watts has really been the only person. John Watts and Russo have really been the, the only, only people that touched, that touched him. him. Yeah. And he's now he's like finally getting to that point where like, okay, his arc's really good so far. Like, especially No Way Home. Like, you're finally starting to see John Watts have like a flair to his directing. And mm-hmm. It gets dark, it's gritty, the acting's top notch. Which is why I was kind of sad to see that he dropped out of I know. <laughs> Oh, Fantastic Four. But if it means he's good to go for another Spider-Man movie... Oh, yeah. I'm happy. But, yeah. No Way Home's really solid. Not a perfect movie in the normal way of calling a perfect movie perfect. No, it's it's basically just one huge fan service. But it holds its own With a side story as well, basically. The the side story is like... Top notch. Great. Yeah, it's, it's the odd yeah. movie where it's like that movie should have 100% just been able to ride solely off fan service. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to. Like, yeah. The arc still works if Toby and Andrew didn't show up in the way home. Mm-hmm. And it works well. The only thing, like if, when they go into the fourth one, mm-hmm. they can't backpedal at all. No, it needs to stay. It consistent. needs to stay yeah. right where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, like, because especially the way that movie ends, he's like, he's on you're like, own. oh yeah, he might not be as mature as we thought. And then the movie ends, you're like, oh no, like, he made the adult decision. Like, this is definitely a different Peter Parker going forward. Like, mm-hmm. He's grown, and it shows, right? But yeah, No Way Home, really good movie. I have two, three left here. Damn. The, the, last, two, <laughs> the last two are Interstellar and Inception, just because I love those movies. Mm. And they're great. Um, but the real last one here, and this might shock you, is... Is it going to be Barnyard? No, but Barnyard? Oddly <laughs> Runner-up for perfect movies. That No, that would be under a different category. Barnyard would fall under it has no business being amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no. a- Animated edition. <laughs> yeah. But my, my movie, my final movie here that I consider perfect is Real Steel. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, it, yeah. That movie. There's rumors of a second one. I know, and I'm really scared. <laughs> but that movie is like hits just as hard as any boxing movie, 
but in, harder. <laughs> but like robots <laughs> that don't have a personality. But it's not about the robots. It's about like Hugh Jackman. Okay. Like the retired yes. boxer coming back to the sport and like getting a chance to fight again. It's so good. I love it. Man. The robots don't have a personality, but the Adam does. Adam one hundred percent has it. Yeah. It's just, it's just an. But it's a story. subtle personality. Yeah, like it's, it's like not. Bumble, well, it's not like Bumblebee, but it's like, yeah, it's subtle. It's there, but it's not overly heavy. I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Fair enough. That'd be off the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie is just really wholesome, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's a good time. Hugh Jackman's really good in it. And the concept of it's cool. Oh yeah. But also, no, no, that one I don't, I don't think is quite up there yet. But yet. Maybe after a rewatch, Big Hero Six might be up there. Because that movie's like actually pretty dark too. It's good, but like it's not great. It's pretty freaking great. No, I know it's it's a good movie, but it's like for me, it would never be on top. Oh. Perfect. I don't know, man. I feel it like would be like it would make top ten like Disney movie, but like yeah, maybe it's just good because yeah, it was like an odd like gem for Disney. It's also like kind of technically a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, it but is. like they don't they don't really acknowledge it until, until the, end. the end. Yeah, but yeah, that one's good, uh, but it's not perfect for me. That would be bonkers mm-hmm. if they linked that with. Like into the Spider Verse or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. And like that's how they tied it all in. Yeah, <laughs> that would be neat. But yeah, that's my list. Um, do you want to kind of go into a little bit of spoiler territory for Black Panther? Two. If, I sure. I have one question for you. Hmm. This is one of our topics here, but. I've been waiting to ask this for a while. Yeah. I saw this on Instagram or TikTok or something. If you could only have one of these, only one, mm-hmm. if whichever one you picked, the other one would never happen. Okay. And it, like, technically, you're already getting one of them. But if that wasn't happening. Okay. If you could either get Amazing Spider Man 3. Or Man of Steel 2, which one would you pick? Uh, Man of Steel. Because mm-hmm. we already got Andrew and No Way Home. And Andrew's got a second movie already, and he really just needed the third. And if No Way Home needed to be that third movie, it works. But. Man of Steel, we got him as like Superman three times. Four. Four. Wow. Five. Okay, actually doing stuff as Four. Superman three times. Four. Man of Steel, BBS, Justice League. And Zack Snyder's Justice Yeah, League. that's the only Justice League. <laughs> we forget. The well, there's, there is the Justice no, no, League, and we Justice, did get to see We him. forget just, Justice League came out. That's an abomination. There's also Shazam. He's, and Black he's barely in either of those. I don't count those as like his movies. Like, no, they're not his. Well, no. The only one that is his movie is Man of Steel. Yeah. 
BVS is more of a Batman. Yeah, he's just the antagonist in it. But but that's what I mean. He's not he's not the antagonist. He is if if you're coming from this perspective of Batman, super Superman's the villain. I guess public the public and Lex are the real villains, but Superman's the villain according to I guess Lex is kind of more of the villain. Lex is Superman. Yeah. Lex is Superman's villain, but Batman's not really concerned about Lex until after. But yeah, Man of Steel was great. Henry Cavill kills it. And then his second movie in as Superman isn't his own. It's with Batman, so you have to like write Batman in, deal with that. So Superman's art is really good in that movie. But it's and rushed. also write in Wonder Woman. And write in Wonder Woman and set up future movies. It's really good. But you feel a little robbed because Superman dies. And you're like... I mean, it's... I I love... I don't feel robbed in that movie because No, it's they like, handle it so well. You get a lot of Superman. It's great Superman content. And even his death is like... Oh, it's handled beautifully. It's great. It, that movie's great. I freaking love BVS Ultimate Cut. But he didn't get the Superman one, Superman two, Superman three team up, right? Like that yeah, a lot of other also, heroes have gotten. I also don't need that with every. Person. I don't need that with every person either. But I'm just saying he definitely deserves it. Man but... of Steel, like Henry, I will take as much of Henry Cavill as Superman as I can get, and I can't see anybody playing Superman as well as him for a long time, like. Oh no! And with Spider Man, we've, we've already got we've already got a potential candidate. Guy. Superman Lois, guys, he's getting up there. Oh yeah, he's good, but I don't think he can the have ranks. the weight. That, like like Cavill just. I don't know. We both haven't seen Superman no, Lois guy. They, Superman Lois writes Superman differently, and like he works for that the way that Superman's portrayed. But like yeah, but you the, but then you couldn't compare him to. You can't compare Henry to anybody either because Zack Snyder wrote him different than any other Superman. I know, but they're still going to... Like, if Henry's being Superman, he's still... The core of who he is as Superman doesn't change. Like, they're going to make him a little more upbeat, a little more hopeful. But, like, his Superman has still gone through what he went through. And, like, yeah. he's... he's deme- like, I don't know. Everything about his performance as Superman is just perfect. Like, he's intimidating... He's silent. Like, he's stoic. But he's also, like, compassionate and caring. And you just, you, you get, you look at him and you're like, yeah, that's my Superman. Like, he's he, also just yoked. He's absolutely jacked. But he's like. Especially the beginning of Man of Steel. Yep. <laughs> but he's just, like, perfect. Like, I love him as Superman. And with Spider-Man, I love Andrew. But, like, we have Tom now. And. Tom can get to where Andrew got. No. Yeah, we just we just talked about it. Tom has the potential no, to be the I best know. one. He, I don't. He'll never beat Andrew for me. N- no, but, but he has the potential to match him. Yeah, and Andrew was written especially with that like emotion when he's in front of that billboard. Yeah, and he's bloody I mean. and like, it's raining. And oh. It's just oh yeah, <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like Andrew. It's hard to compare them because they're all different. Like, Toby's is based off classic Spider-Man. Andrew's definitely based off, like, Ultimate Spider-Man or, like, 
you know, a little bit of... Like, they went they went more darker. A little bit more Star Wars Spider. Like, yeah, Batman, a little edgier. Tom is like a nice hybrid of the two. But... Which he wasn't at the beginning. He no, wasn't but now he Until is. No Way Home, he was kind of just... He was the fun, like, upbeat Miles Morales kind of Spider-Man. Like, yeah, he was a kid. was like also just like really nerdy. Yeah, he was a kid. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the nice part about it. But... Yeah, and I would I just would take Man of Steel too because I also know the original talks for Man of Steel Two was Brainiac and Brainiac and that whole storyline is just so good. <laughs> like Superman and Brainiac, it's just it's a recipe that always needs to happen and it hasn't happened yet. It's like Batman and Joker. Like it's like never seen Batman with a Joker ever. It's like yeah. it needs to happen. And after waiting you know, Henry Cavill's been the character for 10 years now. And we've seen him, we saw him from 2012 to 2016, 17. 17. And he was in his own movie. Then he was 50-50 split in BVS. And then he was team up. at the end of Justice League. Team up with like the Justice he was. League. He had like half the movie of Justice League. Yeah. So you had half of crappy Justice League, where Superman oh, yeah. was kind of the only, like he was okay in it, and then you have Zack Snyder's Justice League where he's really good in it. And then he showed up in Shazam in twenty nineteen. His lower half of his body showed from the from the head down. Henry Cavill showed up as Superman in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I was gonna say it showed his head, it showed his face. Nope. They couldn't show his face because at the time they didn't know if the contract was still going to go through with him being Superman. Oh. It's literally from his shoulders down. That's why I don't count it because it's like such bullcrap. Like, just don't. I thought it showed his face. Nope, it never shows his face. Huh. That's why Black Adam was nice because Black Cause Adam showed it. his face. <laughs> I'm like, yes, there we go. Well, we, have, we definitely have The Rock to thank a oh, lot yeah. for that because he... And now that, like, James Gunn is running oh, DC yeah. with Peter Safran, like, the potential is through the roof with mm-hmm. these guys. And they actually finally made their own studio yep. for DC. Yeah, it feels like DC is finally getting the credibility it needs to be a contender again. Like Also, DC, as shit as DC's been, they're kind of wiping the floor with Marvel currently. I'd say since Endgame dropped, it's not as one-sided as it used to be. No. And it never needed like, to be one-sided. Like we be- got- Alright, sorry about that podcast cut out again. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't know when it cut us off, but we are talking about like Marvel and DC and how it's nice to see DC finally have like a blueprint for what they're going to do going forward. Or they... It, the fact that we are eventually getting a blueprint is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I was talking about Man of Steel 2 and how I would really like that. And I would really like Andrew Garfield, a third movie with him as well. But I just would rather have Henry Cavill right now. If you were to ask me six years ago, it'd be Spider-Man. I'd want Andrew back because mm-hmm. I never thought that would be a possibility. Well, also six years ago, you it wouldn't have been a question because Henry still would Henry have been. was still Superman, yeah, and we never had to wonder about it. Mm-hmm. No, you know what my answer is going to be. Oh, hundred percent, I do. 
It's Andrew. Yeah. I I have the basically the exact same arguments you had for Superman as Andrew. Yeah. Because for me, Andrew is the best Spider Man. I can't see anybody else as Spider Man. Like, yeah. Like, you can, but like not that they're version. Just, they're not up on the pedestal like Andrew is. Mm-hmm. And Andrew brought something new to the table, I think, that allowed for, like, Spider-Man Ultimate or whatever, whatever it was called, to be good. And to... So I feel like, I think that came out either the same year or after Amazing Spider-Man, that what? cartoon. Oh, I don't think that's really, I mean, like, the run, like, the comic run. Like, oh. Andrew Spidey is darker and edgier. See, I, I never think about comics because I've never read a single one. Yeah, like, <laughs> that'll, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but, no, the show isn't nearly, like, what Andrew's is. But it's, like, yeah, Andrew's, Andrew's really good as Spider-Man. And I guess maybe that's what it is. We've already – I want Henry Cavill back as Superman because we don't have anybody else playing Superman. And with, with Andrew Garfield, it's like, yeah, his time is kind of done. Because we got Tom, like that. I guess that's where I'm drawing the line. Yeah, like, but it's not. It is. I need to see yeah. him not pull his punches. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. We can see Tom do that. No, because we already we did see Tom do it. He's yeah. not going to get that. He's not going to go there again. Yeah. They already did that arc. They did the arc of him not killing, but there's no reason he can't be upset. No, but he, he he was going to kill. Him. Yeah, and he didn't. No, but the, he didn't. He was going to kill him unless Toby. Toby was the one that stopped him from killing him. Yeah, so he didn't complete that arc. Yeah, but he would have if Toby wouldn't have been there. No, yeah, he would have completed his, like, officially turned. Like He would have killed Willem Dafoe. I know, and that's what I mean. So Toby. for the next movie, Toby's not going to be around to rein him in. Yeah, but he's, he's overcome that already. Has he? Because... Toby caught it, and he, you could even see it on his face that he realized what he was doing was not. Yeah. But we are getting a darker, grittier Tom. Like, oh, yeah, but he's he's not going to get to the point where he, he's going to kill somebody. Yeah, I don't no, think. but we already got that with Andrew in the first movie. The, pull, the whole I stopped pulling my punches argument is kind of null because he did that in the first movie when Ben died. He, he would beat the crap out of random thugs if they had a tattoo on their wrist. Yeah. Because he was looking for the killer. Yeah, but Gwen... Gwen was... But Gwen died because of Goblin. Because of him. Yeah, and then Goblin also died. I guess also Ben died because of him, too. Yeah. Oh, he's just a killing machine. It's the Spider-Man arc. When Spider-Man loses a loved one, it's because of him every oh, time. Oh, yeah. But, they, they beat uh... the crap out of Peter Parker, and they never let him have anything nice. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I also, they set up the, oh, I can't think of the name. Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Thank you. And then, wait, like, you can make the argument that we basically got it in the way home, but I don't really count that because it was kind of, kind of like the Sinister Three. Yeah, it wasn't. Honestly, a lot of my like. Andrew uh, void of like not having him be Spider-Man 
I've gotten through other stuff. Like, I guess that's me. Like, I get where you're coming from. I guess why Man of Steel means way more to me is like, what? Okay, besides Superman and Lois, since the casting of Henry Cavill, what other Superman media have we got? Brightburn. That's not Superman. It's not. It's not even the same character. It's what if Superman was evil and James Gunn directed it, but it's not Superman. It was intended to be Superman. No, it wasn't. It was. It's it's, you haven't even seen it. It's yeah, but I know different. what it is. It's no, literally basically the exact same person as Superman, but evil. It's not. He has all of the same powers. It's not the same. Trust me. It's not. You haven't even seen it yet. I have. You haven't seen it yet. I keep telling you you should watch it. It's I really good. But... Don't know if I can watch that one. <laughs> but other like, than... in all serious, what have we gotten Superman wise? Brightburn. And what have we got from Spider Man since Andrew got cast? Yeah, but that's because Sony can't make up their mind on who they want to play right. Spider Man. But in it's the like other hand, Sony Batman has how given us content. Batman's have we got since exactly Christian? So Batman. do I miss Affleck as Batman? Yeah. Yeah. But is Pattinson doing an awesome job? Yeah. Yeah. So am I really feeling as bad about Affleck? Not really. Like Spider Man's gotten the into the Spider Verse. Multiple TV shows, the Insomniac game, which is really good story-wise, and then a whole other trilogy of movies, oh. and spin-offs with Venom and Venom Two. Um, I know, I know what we got in Superman related. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm not ready for this answer. What have we got in Superman related? Super pets. Oh yeah. So in. Twelve in ten. We got years. John Krasinski as Superman. In ten years, we've had one animated movie about dogs. I'm trying to like look it up. They're, I'm telling you, dude, that you can look it up, but it's all weak. If you search Superman stuff, it's all the stuff before him. I know. Cavill. That's what I'm saying. That's why Henry Cavill being Superman again means way more to me because we haven't got Superman content because nobody wants to do it. They're too scared to touch it. Because I know if it's not Henry, it's a guessing game. No. Okay. But we were on the verge of getting a ton of Superman content. But we didn't. Yeah, because DC canceled everything and rearranged everything. To be Superman back. No. Everything else was a guessing game. Are you just saying that because he's white? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because he's tall and handsome. (laughs) (laughs) And British. And British. <laughs> there's got. I feel like there's something that we've gotten. Man Steel. Untitled Superman. That's the other thing. We were getting a Superman project, but it wasn't Kal-El. No, it was a black Superman, right? Yeah, which is a different character. That JJ was going to direct. And then we were Michael also B. getting Banco B. Jordan one. Yeah, so again, they didn't touch Kal-El because they didn't think anything could do it better than Henry. But they did touch Kal-El. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. When? Superman and Lois. You, yeah, you have CW to, show. Yeah, but you have to count it, though. It counts, you, yes, but if it was important, it wouldn't be on the CW. It, it's not on the CW anymore. It it's HBO. No, it's not. It's backed by HBO, but it's still on CW. Yeah, HBO backed it. They That's backed like it. enough. They gave it literally. It's also the only CW show that they haven't canceled yet. Yeah, 
actually the, the Flash is ending. <laughs> Arrow's is done. Star Girl got canceled. Batgirl got canceled. Batgirl got canceled, but she came back. Canceled. She's coming back in the Flash. Yeah, as a different character, though. as Red Death. What? Really? Yeah, she's not Batman. She's Red. Oh well, I guess yeah, it'd be because she's Batman. Because Red Death is a version of Batman that gets the Speed Force and then goes on killing spree. Plus, they're adding another speedster. Yeah, but Red Death is cool. <laughs> Red Death is really yeah, cool. but it's also like season nine of the Flash. Yeah, which is why I'm really hoping they do it right, because Red Death is neat. It's like Barry's trapped in the mind of Bruce, and Bruce is completely unhinged, and he gets access to the Speed Force by killing Barry, and then he goes on a murder spree as a speedster. And he, like, the mind of Bruce Wayne at, like, the speed of light. (laughs) It's a dangerous combo. Yeah. Granted, this is different. It's not Bruce, but... You make it seem like, I don't know, your arguments are so much more valid than my Spider-Man stuff. The, the Andrew arguments are 100% valid. Oh, yeah, but like just, they're not as We've valid. gotten other stuff to fill that void. But not for me. But we have. Like, you can't deny. But like, like, like the Sinister Six arc in the game, that 100% would fit in an Andrew movie. Him getting the absolute crap beat out of him. Oh, yeah, that would like, be incredible. Like, honestly, like, Insomniac's PS4 game, to me, feels like Amazing Spider-Man 3. And it's not to take away from any of it, or to, like, defer the idea of Amazing Spider-Man 3, but it feels like if you put if you put the Andrew suit on in that game and play the entire game in that suit, it feels like Amazing Spider-Man 3. Which is how I play it. <laughs> yeah, which is how you play it. It, feels, it doesn't feel like Tom. It doesn't feel like Toby. It feels like Andrew. It does, but I still need a movie. <laughs> yeah, I get the yeah. At the end of the day, we still want a movie, but it's like no, I need it. <laughs> it's a necessity for my well being. Okay, needing is one thing. Do you trust it? Yeah, I do. Who would you trust with it? Sony or Marvel? Sony. I would too. Because Marvel's just gonna Disney fly it. I wouldn't give it to Marvel. No. But then again, Sony just made Venom 1 and 2. Yeah, but that but they but made they, Spider-Verse. They've always as as much as they've recast and like kind of shit the bed with Spider-Man, they've always still done a good job with Spider-Man. Like yeah. yes, yes, well, they, yeah, there was too. supposed to be a Spider-Man 4 and then Amazing Spider-Man 3 and they did dumb stuff. To make that those movies not happen, but yeah. the movies that did come out for Spider-Man, all eight of them or whatever, and amazing. I don't know. They're still good movies. They're still good. Well, yeah, Spider-Man three is <laughs> the editing in that movie. Like, what? We're in this scene now. Okay. <laughs> Spider Amazing Spider-Man two is better than Spider-Man three. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. And Amazing Spider-Man 2, I know, gets a lot of hate. It's not I as, thoroughly enjoy that movie. It's still a good movie. Like, the Harry stuff is really weird. Yeah, well, yeah. The way they went about that, there was a lot of potential. That I guess 2 might just feel like a missed opportunity to a lot of people. Because like, the potential is definitely there. It just didn't capitalize on some of it. But, yeah. They tried to... They did too many films. But it's not like Venom, where you watch Venom 1, you're like, that was passable. And then you watch Venom 2, and it's like, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I was in Walmart the other day buying movies, and I was like, 
because I went in there to buy like a couple and then there only ended up being like one that I was looking for. So I was like, okay, yeah. let's see if there's some movies that I've been meaning to buy to like fill that void. Yeah. Totally a terrible spending yeah, no, that's... mindset. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, there's Venom 2. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. And then I put it back. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's the character, yeah. I would rewatch Venom one again, but I've had absolutely no urge to rewatch Venom two. See, I don't know. I would, I would rewatch it, but oh, I would. It's gonna take it. me a long time to buy it. But I have. It's kind of like Fast Nine. I really want to rewatch that oh, movie. I don't. <laughs> I but, do, but I don't. Because like I, I do need to give it a second shot. No, you don't. It was bad. No, it was bad, but. <laughs> What's there to give a second shot to? I don't know. That, okay, that opening scene of that movie was pretty good. I don't remember that. When they're like driving like across like a desert or a jungle or something. And it's unrealistic because like Roman runs into like 20 guys and they don't shoot him at all and he manages oh, to escape them all. Yes. the oh yes like it's the very beginning yeah. of it's pretty cool yeah it is cool that part's really and cool. it's like it's kind of classic mm-hmm. not classic but like feels like a normal yeah. yeah and then they go to space and stuff and it's just it gets out of hand doesn't it there's some cool there's some gems in there like the whole Han backstory could have been really cool they also bring back Mia which is such a bad idea. Yeah, she did not need to be in that movie. Because you, they brought back Mia, which meant they also had to bring back Paul. Paul. Which they talk about. They, also, the ending of that movie. What the heck does like that mean? Paul rolling up? Yeah. Yeah, I know. What does that mean? Like. Well, I think in the next one, they're going to get his brothers to do some stuff. But, like, that doesn't give me any hope that this is going No, it's not. They needed to end it at 7 yeah. when Paul died. Like, like when, when that GTR rolls up to the house at the end of the night, my jaw dropped. Yeah, that's like, what They I'm... do not have the balls to do this. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's, like, they shouldn't have brought me... I'm okay with Han. Yeah, Han... Han's whatever. They've done that with, yeah. with Letty and whatever. Han's cool. And they, they actually kind of did do a good job of telling you why he's alive and stuff. The The excuse is better, but the execution is not that great. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's alive. He's watching this girl. Yeah. He saved this girl. We're not going to give you any context of that. The girl how. is not in the rest of the movie. The girl's also not mad at him for any good reason. <laughs> no, but I don't know. They shouldn't have brought Mia back because, yes, that means that they have to bring Paul back because the whole point, seven, Paul dies in the middle of the movie. Like, they're in the middle of production of the movie and he passed away. And so they have to piece things together. They used his brothers to finish some scenes. Mm -hmm, That's fine. That's that's fine. It worked. Mm -hmm. And then they, they drive. They split off. They go in their separate ways. It works. Mm-hmm. But that meant that you should have never brought any, like, Paul, you shouldn't have brought Mia, their daughter, none of them back. Well, even Be- eight, they bring Mia back via phone call, and she says that, like, Paul is busy. Like, he's, like, busy working, and they both said they're not going to get back into that life. It's, like, perfect. You've acknowledged the character after the events of Seven, so he gets to still feel like Paul Walker's, you know, partially still with us. Mm-hmm. 
but like we're not seeing them again ever. Or me, like or the yeah. kid, like. <laughs> and they should, yeah, that was fine. They should have left it at that. Yeah. But then they bring Mia back because it deals with their brother. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, why? I know. Like, watch, Ten's gonna be like Mia had a, or Brian had a brother that. I bet you ten bucks. That's what it is. No, because I feel like it's, the villain's gonna be Jason Momoa. No, the villain, but a hundred percent. I bet you that skyline that pulls up is just a bait and switch. Like he gets to the house and it's Brian's long lost brother, Brienne. I don't know. <laughs> no, I I think they just tried to acknowledge Brian again. But the fact that that's your post credit scene is a GTR rolling up to the crib. Like yeah. It, okay, that I, means something's coming back. And something to an extent, back. I understand why they brought him back because Dom has a kid now, and it's like there isn't doesn't make sense for him to not introduce his kid to Paul's character. Yeah, because they're that close. Yeah, if if they are bringing the character of Brian O'Connor back, that makes sense. But I doubt they are. I think that's going to be like a sibling pulling up in the skyline. Because it's like, I just, how are they going to, everybody's going to know and everybody's going to hate it. That his brother, his brother was fine for a stand-in when he needed to finish scenes you'd already shot for a movie that was already in production. But when you bring him back as the same character, that would just, all hell would break loose. Yeah, I don't know. Seven, dude, like, they could have solved all their problems and just ended it at seven. Yeah, yeah, literally... Seven could have been the capstone of the because entire franchise. the ending of Seven is perfect for yeah. an ending of that entire series. I know. They I know. drive off into the sunset separately. The only other good thing we've gotten from it is that Dom has a kid now. But it's not even with Letty. It's with the CIA agent. Who with Chris Hemsworth's wife. They just had to give him a love interest for one extra movie, so they gave him that love interest from Fast Five. Yeah, because, no, because Letty died. Die. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's back. But they knew they were bringing Letty back this entire time. Yeah. So it doesn't then, make sense for him to have a kid with that. When, when it could have been with Letty. Then she has the other chick has the arc with Hobbs and stuff. I know. So it, that makes sense. Like, if you knew you were I think him, she, I think that the other chick, like Chris Hemsworth's wife, yeah. should have been in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, she should have been Hobbs's love interest. Like, that would have made the most sense. Like, and then have her yeah. die. Like, but like she didn't need to be there to give Vin Diesel a kid for the rest of the franchise when they knew they were bringing Letty back. Like by nine, that kid should have been Letty's. Like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They didn't like it. I know. <laughs> they didn't need to make eight, nine, or ten. No, but so, I mean, like, like, I feel like it would have ended weird if we never got to see Dom with his own kid. Like, I feel like they've been trying to do that from the beginning. Like, that's always Dom's been such like so about family that like it would make sense for the movies to end. I know, but it still would have worked if it kid. ended where Seven ended. Oh yeah, Seven was like still. He still has his quote unquote family, family <laughs> yeah. which you could make the argument that he doesn't need an arc like a yeah. I just feel like that Bi- excuse me, biological family because he's got his quote unquote family. family. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess you could end that movie with like Letty being part of or something. Like you never have to see the kid or something like that. Like. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. Nine was not great. 
villain sucks. John Cena was decent. Like eight, the villain's not terrible. Cyphers are a decent villain. The haircut's terrible, but Cypher's a decent villain, yeah. Doesn't she have dreads? For like one scene. And then she's got that bob cut. And not an eight? An eight and nine. No, I thought she had like some. She has dreads when she meets Dom in, in like Brazil. And then when she's actually a villain. Yeah, then doesn't she have like cornrow dreads kind of thing? No, that's just Brazil. That's just the first scene you see her in with Dom. Oh, I just remember her having cool hair. Yeah, that's that's in the first, first time you see her. She doesn't have that the whole movie. There's no way. Doubt. No. Cypher. Fast eight. Fast eight. She has it in that scene when she meets Dom, but she does not have braids the entire movie. She's got dreads. Yeah, she has dreads, but not the entire movie. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's on the plane. No. Oh, like that. And they're, they're the exact same as that. It's just that's. Oh, Dom I thought when it. she met Dom, she had like cornrows. And then this is. This is nine. Yeah, nine's terrible. I know. It, it works for Shirley's Theron somehow, but yeah, it shouldn't work. It, it works, works so well. All, all over tree looking ass. Like. <laughs> it just, it, it, it shouldn't it, work it for works. Shirley's Theron. But. Like, I'm not normally somebody who likes short hair on women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Shirley's Theron. Shirley's Theron in Fast Nine. <laughs> Uh, it's like Jack Harlow has the reindeer from <laughs> from Rudolph. You got Charlie Theron on Fast Nine. Oh man! Wait, I don't know. Fast Nine was not great, and I have no urge in giving that a second try because I don't think there's anything else we could pull from that movie that we didn't already pull from the first time. Yeah. So to me, that validates not watching it a second time. And you know how there's the whole Snyderverse, like cut where somebody's stitched all the movies together perfectly oh yeah the, the like super long cut yeah they should uh they should do that with fast the fast series but then cut out all the garbage <laughs> in nine. the ultimate cut where it just gets rid of any of the stupid plot points <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really funny oh uh, it would be golden <laughs> it's doable too like you I feel like you just you could get rid of the space. Oh yeah, dude! Half of the half of like each Fast and Furious movie is just filler. Like the first, like the intro to almost each one is like doesn't need to be there. Like, it's just Dom Drake racing someone to prove his like inferiority. Like, the Cuban complex, Cuban noise. It's a cool scene. It's so bad. It's bad. It doesn't make any sense. Like it barely makes sense. Oh, well, Donut proved it. They they proved it can work on paper, but, but it's not. Wouldn't like that. work backwards. No, no. Like the reverse stuff. That reverse they pulled, has never worked like it does. Ever since one, when they jumped the train, or when they that that last race in the first one. Yeah. The, the, the like, um, the realism. Why can't I think? Vin. Oh yeah. Just he 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 did that, and then <laughs> he lost all 
<laughs> control. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When it when it came down to fast, like one and two, they could jump a freaking monster truck if they wanted to, and I'd be like, that works because it's two thousand one. Yeah. But like, well, they jump a car onto a boat. And yeah. Pull. And then two, you're like, it's two thousand two. Like <laughs> that works. But then when you watch the new ones, they're still doing that crap. It's like it doesn't work anymore. You don't have that old like movie charm that like. Yeah. The cheesiness that the first two have, like that's Fuck. why Tokyo Drift was nice because yeah, it was Tokyo grounded. Drift is the best Fast and Furious movie ever. It's that one and number one. Like mm-hmm. they're nuts. Because there's literally nothing unrealistic. About well, okay, oh, three. solid roll there. Swapping an RB twenty six into a Boss three hundred two. <laughs> that's, that's doable. That's, that's a crime. It's it's a crime, sure, <laughs> but it's possible. It's it's possible. It's realistic. No one in their right mind would do it, but it's possible. It's, it's the chassis isn't even set up. For- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's it's okay. They just threw a Nissan engine into a stock Mustang three hundred two. I was like, yeah, drift car. <laughs> but like, it's it's not it's not it's not as bad as literally strapping a rock. A rock oh in no, it's nowhere near as flying to space. Like Tokyo's drifts. Worst in terms of realism is like miles ahead of like Fast and Furious's best in terms of realism. Like, or hitting a pipe wrench on the don't ground. Don't get me started on the incredible vid. <laughs> and, and an entire parking structure collapsing. The thing about the streets is the street always, always wins. wins. Boom. Pipe on concrete. Whole parking complex falls down. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the power power ratio on Vin. Jason Statham is just like, <laughs> Jason, oh my god. Jason Statham's like, I got a knife. Like, <laughs> what's this going to do against Vin? He's got skin of steel. Yeah, I can't believe He's bald things. and I have a receding hairline. <laughs> yeah, Fast and Furious, when it comes down to it, what you really need to know is it's just Battle of the Bulls. You've yeah. got oh, Jason yeah. Statham, Vin Diesel, and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Like, and John Cena. It's really John just... Cena's not bald. Well, he has a buzz cut, doesn't he? In nine, he's got John Cena always has short hair, but yeah. he's not. Bald. Oh yeah, he's not bald in that. Yeah, I don't think John. Now, if they threw in, um, Dave Batista, <laughs> Dave Batista, is he in the next? I swear he's in one of them already. Is he not? He's in a Bond movie. Just might yeah, be what you're thinking. Maybe. Let me get some yeah. car chase. Um, no, if they threw in... Um... Well, I can't think of his name. It's a WWE guy as well. Triple H? No. Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin. Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Dude, it's just going to slowly be WWE stuff. It's like you already got Roman Reigns in there, Dwayne Johnson, John Cena. Jason Momoa is basically an honorary yeah. WWE star. He's in the next one, right? Yeah, yeah. he's... He's in it. He's in 10. Gal you know, Gadot is probably going to be in it too because the, that's the only character they haven't brought back yet. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I will say about the Fast franchise, easily the most inclusive franchise in movie history. <laughs> There's Brian O'Connor. It's like the only white dude in the entire franchise. Well, no, Vin. Vin's like, he doesn't know what he is. Like He's like Hispanic and white. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Vin might say some words in public, and you might be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe <laughs> he wouldn't get punched. Brian O'Connor would get punched. Oh yeah. 
But yeah, they're so inclusive, man. Disney thinks they're slick with like the Little Mermaid and stuff. Fast and Furious has been doing it for years. Don't even get me started. <laughs> the Little Mermaid. Fast and Furious has been doing it for years. They just, there's like, yeah, this guy's from here. We're going to go there. Jason Statham, Hobbs and Shaw, we're going to London. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, we're going for wherever, wherever they go. I can't remember. He's Samoan, but I can't remember where they go. But Who's Samoan, sorry? Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I feel like Jason Momoa is also. Is he? Isn't? Samoan. I am correct. Dwayne Johnson is Samoan, right? Yeah. Jason Momoa. I think so. Because he talked about going back to like. Yeah. He liked filming said. Hobbs and Shaw because they go to his home country. Or well, something. yeah, and all his siblings are Samoan and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jason Momoa is. He's got the tattoos. No, he's just got a bunch of triangles. Yeah, the, that's what they. That's what they are. Dwayne's tattoo is different than Jason's. His some of his are just. I am pretty sure. If Jason Momoa is not Samoan, I'm oh, I think he's Samoan. Samoan. All right, sorry about that. We're back. I have no clue where that one cut off. We were just going. We forgot. Just probably pretty recently. Probably. Anyways, we went on a rant about Fast and Furious. I'm sure it was really entertaining, but we should probably wrap things up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should honestly probably just leave kinda... Black Panther for another episode. Yeah, yeah. We we can we can do our own episode on that one. I feel like we got enough to talk about on that that like. Yeah. We can make majority of an episode. I mean, it's a three-hour movie. It's... Yeah. We'll we'll leave Wakanda Forever spoiler thoughts for another episode. Um, it won't be the only thing we talk about on that episode, but it'll definitely be a key point, a majority of it for sure. But all in all, that we saw that movie, it was incredible. Yeah, some of Marvel's really best work in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Not to knock down Eternals or anything, but yeah. No, this is completely different. This felt like an epic. Mm-hmm. Like this felt big. Yeah, it was. It was really good. But yeah, we'll end it there, and we'll. Uh, I think we got two episodes. We're gonna be releasing pretty much back to back here. Yeah, because I we filmed we recorded one, and I forgot to edit it. So there will be two out at the time this comes out. Yeah, so bonus for you guys listening. You get two episodes. Yeah, and you could have got one a week ago, but, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we like to make you wait. You waited, you know, Actually, like a year for a podcast I think we recorded it like two weeks ago. <laughs> if they waited a year for the podcast to come back and we still have listeners, an extra <laughs> week for the episode is, yeah. is okay. But, yeah, we'll end her there, and we will uh, we'll yeah, talk to you guys. Michael next. Scott would say, catch it on the flippity-flop. <laughs> catch you on the flippity-flop. <laughs> All right, see ya. Thank you.